fun. I decided to share more heartwarming information about myself. This is timeye.com, T-I-M-I.com. Ambiambarous, what is it? What does it mean? It's written by Julia Sotska, published prior to, last updated December 23rd, 2021. is a term that typically refers to individuals who enjoy both monogamy as well as polyamory. Another way of saying it, ambiamorous is a term that typically refers to individuals who enjoy both monoamory as well as polyamory. Monoamory means being exclusively faithful to one partner, the practice or condition of having a single sexual partner during a period of time. Ambiamorous people generally have little or no preference between either one. They may express feelings towards only one partner or multiple partners at the same time. Folks who are ambiamorous may like dating one individual and be perfectly capable of forming a monogamous slash monogamous relationship. They may also enjoy dating multiple people and practice polygamous slash polyamorous relationships with other partners. Pause. You already know what I'm about to say. I am ambiamorous. I am ambiamorous. I recently figured that out about myself because I don't look at monogamy or monoamory as bad things. I don't base my happiness on the quantity of partners and or a partner that I have. Um, What I do prefer is I prefer quality. That's my way of saying quality is an absolute need of mine there that's a non-negotiable for me so i just i desire quality and and quality is a necessity of mine so i'm not concerned with how many partners i have not concerned with having a partner if there is a quality adult then I'm going to be with them. If they're quality adults, I'm going to be with them. I don't like to dictate um, how many or or just trying to be with the whole world. That's not, none of those things are my focus. None of those things are my concentration. Focal points. And For me, whoever is soothing to my heart, whoever is soothing to my intellectual mind, because I do have a heart of compassion, and I have to have emotional intimacy, Um, I do need that. So, because I decided never to get married, I decided never to ever get engaged. 
And because of my decisions to be permanently child-free and permanently living alone and permanently being petless, pet-free, that's what works. Those things work for me. So that's what makes me the type of person to say more than likely I'll be living multiple people slash multiple partners like kind of life. My love style is also my lifestyle. My life lifestyle is also my love style. So I think solo polyamory is going to be a much higher likelihood for me than um, having just a partner. Um, I have ideas for how the future will be. I don't know, but I think I think solo polyamory is a massively high possibility um based upon what the decisions I've made in life and if I ever do with one person um I think that what I would have a hard time wrestling with is when you're in a relationship with one person, it could be casual or committed. As a public figure um, that I am and will be doing more, much more public figuring, if you will, I still think to myself, I don't think I'll have much time for one person. Even though, yes, people make time. See, my... What's in my life package, I feel like, can potentially... um, cause concerns for how I can keep an eye. Because I feel like in the future, I'll be traveling a lot. Um, making a lot of public appearances book signings book tours for sure speaking engagements for sure Um, advocacy activist type of meetings it's all over the world fighting for human rights everywhere and my being a social entrepreneur and my being a servant leader, that means a lot of people are going to be needing me. Not from a standpoint of making myself a deity because that's not what I'm talking about and that's not something I would want to happen to me. I don't need that to happen to me either. But I feel like casual monogamy would be more of a likelihood for me because I'll be spending more time outside of my home 
stay in my home. Um, that could cause complications in my husband, but I mean, I I am the romantic type in the sense that you know the things that you see in the movies, like drinking glasses and straw. No, drinking with two different straws on the same glass, right? Being googly-eyed, chocolate, roses, flowers, you know, showing up on the job to have lunch with your life partner. <laughs> that would be, that's me, and I would be those ways in solo polyamorous relationships too. My romantic personality, romantic type, my lovely dovey uh, temperament, my lovely dovey exterior from my compassionate heart is exactly the same no matter what real marital status relationship I'm in, you know. I can be that way casually and committed. I can be in a relationship where we don't catch feelings. How close to being a relationship we can. But I think more than likely that casual dating will be more of the likelihood for me. And um, I think that um, just casual sex, casual relationship would be more than likelihood because if I'm so busy, um, I got a lot things to do, but I do have romantic and sexual needs to be appropriately met legitimately. I'm like, I still need to date for myself. I still need to have sex for myself. I still need that um, lovey-dovey, warm and fuzzy for myself. And that's what I do. Okay. It says terminology. The word stems from the Latin prefix ambo, which stands for both. According to the Urban Dictionary website, ambiamorous meaning is noting or relating to, amb- to ambiamory, the state or practice of being comfortable in both monogamous and polyamorous physical relationships. As you know, that's me. Like I said, yes. It's important to note that ambiamory should not be confused with other similar terms. For example, people are ambiamorous create long-term committed relationships with one partner, they may also have a great match and value partnership with multiple partners. Hmm. Those are my capabilities. Despite the... My, those are my natural capabilities, let me say. Despite the limited resources on Andy Amber, most people link it with being able to be happy in the relationship, depending on the situation. I'm going to keep saying that's me. Ambiamory may involve sexual, platonic, romantic, queer, platonic, or any other aspect relevant to monogamy as well as polygamy and polyamory and monoamory. That's all me. It can also represent other forms of attractions which can all be grouped under one category. Uh, history. Many people say they could be happy either polyamorous or monoamorous bonds depending on the situation. That's me. Many people say they could be happy either polygamous or monogamous bonds in the situation. That's me. Although the exact date or to the term are unknown, the fact of the matter means that in a 2016 survey of single adults in the United States, nearly one in five have been in a consensually non-monogamous relationship. 
Justin Lay Miller, social psychologist and research fellow at the Cadenson Institute for Research in Sex, Gender, and Reproduction at Bloomington, Indiana, says something else we've seen in the last decade is that Google searches for the term polyamory and open relationship have increased, which demonstrates that there's more interest in the topic. As you know, I can do open relationships just fine. I could also do closed with one person relationship fine. Flags and symbols. The most commonly used campaign is flag was uploaded by a Tumblr user in 2020. The colors do not have a confirmed or specific meaning. Pronouns. People are ambiamorous, meaning cisgender, agender, non-binary, transgender, two-spirit, many other genders. I'm non-binary, as y'all already know. They may use different sets of pronouns from gender-specific to gender-neutral ones. Some of the gender neutral pronouns that we use are they slash them, z slash sir, z slash sim, e slash m. Some may use gender specific pronouns, she slash her, he slash him. Then you have hers, his, you know, those are other pronouns that are gender specific too. I, I go by all gender pronouns. I go by cisgender pronouns. I go by agender pronouns. I go by transgender pronouns. I go by two-spirit pronoun, gender pronouns. I go by non-binary gender pronouns. I go by the many other gender, gender pronouns. I go by gender-neutral pronouns, and I go by gender-specific pronouns. I go by all gender pronouns. Okay, talking about myself. It is always important to remember not to assume people's pronouns based on their relationship status, sexual orientation, gender expression, or presentation. Remember to share your pronouns and communication acts of person and or people about their pronouns they prefer using. I don't know if you're happy Amber, Did you feel the term best described? Your approach to dating and go ahead and use it. I am going to start doing that right now. Happy Amherst folks are having both monoamorous and polyamorous relations. That's me. Again, I'm going to keep saying it. Ambiamorous folks are happy in both monogamous and polygamous relations. That's me. They enjoy both depending on the situation they are in. That's me. If you feel the label fits you and your identity best, you may be an ambiamorous person. You're equally happy being a part of the monoamorous, monogamous, polyamorous, and polygamous relationship. You may, uh, you may also be that being person individual if you have no preference either one. That's me. I just want quality. Again, I just want substance. I just want effectiveness. I want more of the excellent character. I I just want de- decency. I don't care how men, how I don't care about the quantity of these people. Just give me decency. That's just me. Remember that your experience and orientation you're alone. Nobody can tell you how to feel and who to be attracted. Um, if I could find a way to, at some point in my public figure life, that if I could find a person who wants to deal with constantly being on the road and on, you know, flying in the air, you know, planes. You know, to travel with me in my very busy life. I got that partner, and we can make it work. Sweet. Um, I don't know. The partnership could be, you know, one person. It could also be like a primary partner. I have the most sex, dating, and lovey-dovey woman, but with that person, 
but I have other partners because, you know, I'm traveling, I have, you know, biological and neighborly needs that need to be met. So, hmm, the possibilities are beautiful, other potentialities. And, um, Thank y'all for hearing me out on that. Oh, by the way, Julia Sox is a former senior PR manager at Taimai. She has from Toronto, Canada, where she studied communications and journalism broadcasting. Julia is an experienced journalist, TV producer, editor, and communications manager. Her work has been featured in prominent publications in Canada, United States, Australia, United Kingdom, and more. Julia is passionate about LGBTQIA+, and disability rights, mental health, wellness, and parenthood. Oh, she's, Julia's awesome. He's awesome. Okay, so let's talk more. About what it means for. Okay, let me just go. Let's let's go here, right? I'm a. Gynosexual. What is it? What does it mean? It's Thai Mai, last updated to December 14, 2021. Gyna sexuality, describes the sexual attraction people are attracted to women, and then qualities and people who identify as female, in this case, meaning women. That's me. As opposed to, for example, someone who is homosexual or heterosexual. Homosexual means same gender loving. Heterosexual means the gender that you're not loving. Gynosexuality does not describe the gender identity of the person whom sexual attraction is experienced, but rather their presentation. The urban dictionary has the following definition on its site. Someone that is sexually attracted to feminine individuals, a woman or people that look like a woman. That's me. I'm a gynosexual. I'm a gynosexual. And I want to emphasize, I am attracted to people who are women, who are feminine individuals, who look like women. I, I, my sexual, one of my sexual pages is that I am attracted to femininity. I am attracted to feminine qualities. I am attracted to people who identify as women. Terminology. The definition of gynosexuality is derived from the prefix gyne, which is ancient Greek for woman, feminine, or female. Literally, then the term gynosexual means someone who's attracted to um, Literally, than the term gynosexual means someone who is sexually attracted to women, femininity, and females. Let me state this again. I am sexually attracted to women, femininity, and females. Okay. This means that, for example, in contrast with sexuality like gay, straight, lesbian, this sexualization basically focuses on feminine presentation rather than, what, rather than whether someone identifies as female. Well, I am sexually attracted to people who identify as female. It also means I'm sexually attracted to people who identify as women. I, I just, when I repeat myself like this, you know I'm having fun. Who can be gynosexual? This also means that anyone can be gynosexual about a subject gender. 
And as you already know, me, me, me. However, it should not happen. I'm sorry. However, it should be noted that for straight men, genosexuality is not the same as being heterosexual. Conversely, for women, being genosexual is not the same as being lesbian. Similar. Uh, um, lesbian means women who are attracted to women. Gay means men who are attracted to men. Um. Similar terms. There are also a few other names for genosexuality. Some of these have the same or similar definitions, others imply a slight difference. There are also other related terms. Here we list a few examples. Femsexual. Femsexual is a word that is not in use anymore. It used to be defined the same way genosexual is now but its usage has to be continued. Well, in that case, I'm femsexual. Next, gynophilia, gynophilia, or gynophilia is a contraction of the ancient Greek prefix gyn and philia meaning love. The term is defined on WebMD's website as the love of femininity. Yes, that fits me. I do have the love of femininity. The difference between gynosexual and gynophilia is that the former as a stronger physical and slash sexual association, whereas the latter for so much romantic love and attraction. Let me make this clear. I do have romantic love and romantic attraction to women, femininity, feminine quality, and people identify as female. In this case, only and strictly adult females. Now, I do have physical and sexual associations with women, femininity, feminine qualities, and people identify as female, strictly and only, in this case, adult female. Now, gyno-romantic. Gyno-romantic is a pure romantic version of gynosexual and as such, quite similar to gynophilia. The main difference between these two labels is that the scope of different kinds of love or gynophilia is broader than for gyno-romantic. Wow, I am gyno-romantic. This is awesome. And yes, I I experience gynophilia and gynophilia in my heart. And as you know, again, I'm femsexual. Womasexual. Womasexual and womansexual describe the sexual attraction to women. Okay. As you already know, I'm a womansexual and I'm a womansexual because I do experience sexual attraction to women. Now, as opposed to gynosexual, this, is, this does not include attraction to female presenting individuals who do identify as a woman. Well, I am a, I do have an attraction to female presenting individuals. I do, I have attra- I do have an attraction to women presenting individuals. Uh, this word is often used by those attracted to women without wanting to connect their sexuality to their own gender by attaching labels like homosexual or bisexual. That would be me. Woman, woman sexual can definitely be used to describe the attraction of trans women. Yeah, I do have an attraction of trans women. I'm, I do have a romantic sexual and physical attraction to trans women. I do. Androsexual, androphilia, Androromantic and homosexual. Androsexuality, androphilia, androromance, and homosexuality are the masculine slash 
male counterparts the four terms described above, respectively, gynosexuality, gynophilia, gynoromantic, and homosexual. Okay, like I said in the, one of the previous episodes, I am an androsexual. I do experience androphilia. I am androromantic, and I am amosexual. And again, I do experience gynosexuality. I do experience gynophilia. I do ex- live my life as a gynoromantic person. And I am homosexual. One more time. I am an androsexual because I experience androsexuality. I am androphilic because I do experience androphilia. I'm an androromantic because I do experience androromance. And I am a homosexual because I do experience homosexuality. M-A-S-E-X-U-A-L, okay? Um, I am a sexual because I do experience sexuality. W-O-M-A-S-E-X-U-A-L-I-T-Y. I am a gynoromantic person because I do experience gynoromance. I am gynophilic because I do experience gynophilia. And I'm a gynosexual because I do experience gynosexuality. Okay. History. The term gynosexual is created with non-binary, gender, queer, agender, transgender, non-cis individuals in mind in a search for more inclusive language. The intended underlying logic here is twofold. Avoid referring to own gender. First individual can use gynosexual as masculine or male counterparts to talk about and attract a certain type of beauty without having to link that to their own gender. For instance, a non-binary person can express their attractions to women or female presenting people without having to choose whether to call themselves a lesbian shirt or, or any other gender-assuming word. Avoid referring to other person's gender. The second reason why the term gynosexual is created is to talk about attraction to certain qualities, behavior, appearances that we associate with females being female or femininity without the need for a person to also identify as female. As such, the definition allows for more flexibility in identifying who or what you're generally attracted to. For instance, if you're commonly attracted to and search for traditionally female anatomy, such as a person's breasts, which you, can, which you associate with femininity, but you do not need the person to identify as female, so that your gynosexual can be an inclusive and attentive way of describing attraction by respecting queer spaces. Concrete examples of when using gynosexual makes a clear difference include, I'm sorry, Concrete examples of when using gynosexual makes a clear difference include when you want to express attraction to women, include femboys, or to women, but exclude butch lesbians or other women who portray this, you know, masculinity. And masculinity and femininity, they're all subjective and people have diverse meanings of those words. Um, I want to say this on record. I am all around attracted to masculinity, masculine qualities, masculine behavior. 
men and people who are male presenting. Strictly in this case, adult males. I am also all around, I'm also all around attracted to femininity, feminine qualities, feminine behavior. Uh, female presenting individuals, strictly on this case, adult females and women. I'm all around attracted to non-binary and genderqueer behaviors, non-binary genderqueer qualities, um, non-binary genderqueer behaviors, non-binary genderqueer presenting individuals, check on this case, adult, non-binary genderqueer people, and non-binary genderqueer folks. And yes, I'm all around attracted to transvestites, transgender people, um, trans men, trans women, uh, trans adults, trans qualities, trans behaviors, uh, transvestitism, transgenderism, um, and transsexuality. That's where I stand too. Flags and symbols. Despite an intensive search, it's unclear who designed the China sexual flag. We do know, however, that the China sexual flag consists of three colors that are each intended to symbolize a characteristic of note. The top layer of the China sexual flag, pink, is taken from the trans flag, represents attraction to women, and symbolizes that trans women are women. The bottom layer, green, is taken from the ginger queer flag, that symbolizes attraction to femininity. The history of the term genisexual is the genderqueer community is also referred to here. In between the two stripes is a lane of brown, which stands for the ability to support the genisexual flag over there to genisexual flag. There's currently no universally used symbol for genisexuality. Maybe you have any ideas. Pronouns. Being genisexual says something about your sexuality. You probably know. Gender and sexuality are not necessarily connected. It should not be seen as such. Anyone of any gender can be gynosexual, so there are no particular pronouns. There are no particular pronouns for bisexuality. It should, however, be noted that labels such as gynosexual and gynoromantic, again, I'm both gynosexual and gynoromantic, are often used by people who identify as non-binary or genderqueer. That's me. Again, I'm non-binary and I'm genderqueer. So to promote a healthy environment, always be mindful of which pronoun you use. Am I gynosexual? You already know I am. WebMD site has three useful questions you can ask yourself in your search to figure out your sexuality and to find out if you're gynosexual. These questions are what qualities do you find sexually appealing in other people? What physical qualities attract you to someone? Are you attracted to female anatomy? What kind of babies do you find appealing? Okay, number one, what qualities do you find sexually appealing in other people? Besides, I love thickness, curvaceousness, I love built. Fitness, I love those looks. Um, what physical quality attracted someone? Smiles, laughter, calmness. Um, are you attracted to female anatomy? Yes, I am. What kind of baby do you find appealing? 
the emotional stability that I experienced with women more than any other group of people. It could be conversing. It could be I could be my silliest self. I'm sillier with women more than a group of people. And uh, it could also be I'm free to be fully human more than other people. It could be if I want to just dance in public, it doesn't feel that good. Or if I just want to talk to kind strangers, that kind of thing. Just all the positive character traits, that's the way that I find appealing. If all your answers refer to femininity without you caring what someone defines as or was assigned at birth, this may be a strong suggestion or China sexual. Oh, I already know that fits me perfectly. Seek out help from a certified sexuality educator or discuss with trusted friends and slash your family members to find out if the definition fits you well. How to support someone who is China sexual? The most important gynosexuals. The most important thing to keep in mind to help your friends or other loved ones who are gynosexuals is accept their orientation without questioning it. Since gynosexuality is not broadly known in society, gynosexual people often end up having to explain themselves. Avoid asking residents to define the term of how you could be attracted to female anatomy, but not to all women or why they could be attracted to male female presenting individuals. Asking your friend about who they find attractive is of course fine. You think you're comfortable sharing that with you but don't expect them to educate you on things you do not know anything about, as it can be very damaging to a person's mental health and significantly worsen someone's life. But remember, you find the definition is meaning to a person online. Of course, there are a few other ways to support your genocide. friends, celebrate pride, hang the flags, speak out against homophobia, or, or just in queerphobia, transphobia, biphobia, gayphobia, lesbophobia, wherever you see it. Being outspoken allies for the LGBTQI plus community wherever you can, you know. And I want to make it clear. Yes, I'm attracted to the male anatomy. And yes, I'm attracted to trans anatomy. Gender queer anatomy, non-binary anatomies too. So that concludes what I want to say to you all.